Hi everybody and welcome to season two of We Rebranded, the Instagram live show where I interview business owners who've rebranded, refreshed or revived their business brand. Now I'm very excited today to have a marketing campaign superstar joining me as my special guest, Mia Feilman. Um, she has completely rebranded and she launched with the most amazing teaser campaign. So she has so much to share with us. I'm just inviting her into the live now. There she is. Hi, Mia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Chilly. I've got a blanket over my legs because I'm so cold. And you're in Sydney? Newcastle. In Newcastle. It's probably yeah. colder in Melbourne. We had three degrees and ice on the ground this morning. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a hard no. Hard no. Um, I just introduced you as a marketing campaign queen and you've just spent a whole weekend, uh, sorry, a whole week, haven't you, working on a new campaign? Yeah, so I did a yeah. two-day, a full two-day shoot, um, but I I went to Byron Bay for a couple of days just to sort of prepare mm -hmm. and get in the zone and, um, you know, kind of separate the to-do list from the shoot so that I could really just have mm -hmm. my head in the game um, because it was an interesting shoot. It was for Campaign Del Mar and it was by Campaign Del Mar and um, I was in the shoot. So, wow. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on the other side. Normally you're, you're managing that for other people. Correct, exactly. Fantastic. So anyway, it went so anyway. smoothly. Good, good. I'm not surprised though. You know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so I, as I was preparing to chat with you today, I kept trying to rehearse your old business name so I didn't <laughs> get it wrong. <laughs> IDLO. Did I get it Correct. right? Perfect. Well done. Well done. <laughs> So tell us what happened to IDLO and how did you go on this journey and change to Campaign Del Mar? I want to know everything, where that new name came from, how you launched it, what you do, what you're offering next. Sure. Okay. So uh, IDLO was a business that I started with one of my best friends and um, we started it in September 2019. And then mm -hmm. um, earlier this year, so right at the beginning of this year, she exited the business for personal reasons. So it was a business partnership and now I'm a one-woman show. So mm -hmm. um, that was a big catalyst for the, for the rebrand. Um, IDLO started, so, you know, two or three years ago as a subscription-based service, like a bit of a campaign library. And... Mm. Um, we are not that anymore and, and haven't been. So with all the different pivots and iterations, um, it changed quite a bit. And so the word IDLO came from the word idea. So, mm -hmm. you know, this sort of campaign library or an ideas bank or an ideas store, and um, we aren't that. Um, so it really felt like the right time to change the name um, to reflect mm -hmm. the offering, but also, and more importantly, the fact that IDLO was two people's visions. It was hers and mine together. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Campaign Del Mar needs to be my vision. I'm the sole business owner, the you know, sole director, 100% shareholder. And so it really needed to be um, what I was planning for the future of Campaign Del Mar. Mm. So um, it felt like the right thing to do. I just, um, you know, I, I, it was a really tough decision because there was quite a bit of brand equity in IDLO yes. at that time. Um, so it wasn't a decision that I took lightly, um, but I knew that it was going to be really difficult for me, um, you know, to play that long game, which is exactly how I view my business. It's not for today. It's not for tomorrow. It's for 10 years down the track, um, knowing that this business was not exactly um, meeting my my vision for it. So, Yeah. yeah made the call to to rebrand um also as you've identified idlo not easy to pronounce not mm. easy to spell yeah. <laughs> um kind of failed marketing 101 there michelle yeah so, um, um mia can yeah. i ask a question about the new name and you said it was a two-woman business it's now a one-woman business I feel like I was surprised just then when you said IDLO was only around for two or three years because I just feel like you had such great brand equity. You've got so many followers, so much trust in that brand. and But, but I felt like you had a really strong brand as well. And I feel like I've been hearing about you for years and years. <laughs> why not Mia Fileman? Why, why not that as your new business name? Great question. And it was definitely mm. a consideration to turn it into mm. a personal brand. But again, the vision of the business is that it's beyond me. Um, mm. So I already have a team as it is now. Um, and who knows where the future will go. And I just feel like having a personal brand and it being my, my name um, mm -hmm. was just going to potentially limit the opportunity for growth, for scale, for sale. You know, yeah. who knows? Um, so, um, I, yeah, I, I, I did, it was part of the consideration set, but mm. I actually decided to, to, to move away from it. And I'm not opposed to future investment and future, yeah. um, you know, uh, partnerships. Um, so I just wanted to keep all of that open, um, mm. and yeah, decided to, to go, to move away from a personal brand. Yeah, that's interesting that you've looked at the long-term business vision and strategy and and made a decision based on that. Because so yeah. often people think branding is just the pretty fluffy stuff that hangs around a business <laughs> and it's so not, it's so deeply tied to, you know, your business goals. Absolutely. And, you know, there mm. were so many things to consider. Like, yeah, IDLO was only two and a half years old. So if you're going to do it, do it now rather than mm. wait for 10 years down the track um and then also you are right i i am a little bit prolific in the pr space um <laughs> under my my personal name so mm. uh, all the pr coverage that we've received has been published under mia fileman so i felt like that was going to provide good continuity so that when yeah. i switched from idlo to campaign del mar the consistent theme was that still Mia Fileman was quite well known as a name, as a brand. And so it was going to help me, um, you know, make that switch fairly seamlessly. And I have to say mm. it has been. I haven't had a single person go, oh, I 
didn't realize you've rebranded or I've, I've lost track <laughs> of you or I'm confused. I, I feel like it has been so seamless and I'm just so happy about that. But I also mm. have been planning it um, every single day since the beginning of the year. So um, since the 4th mm. of January and I relaunched on the 10th of May that was, um, you know, very carefully planned everything for, for five months um, to, to make it, you know, come down to that one day where I, I flipped the website, Which, the Instagram yeah. page, the logo, everything got flipped in a matter of two hours. So you're not so, saying the rebrand was planned since that. You're saying the plan to announce the changes and to reveal the changes without having a dip in business, that was what you spent that much time planning and then executing. Well, I'm a campaign marketer. So for me it was yeah. um, I think every rebrand is an opportunity for a campaign and so I planned it like I would plan a campaign and went, okay, so What's the before going to look like? What's the during going to look like? What's the after going to mm. look like? Making sure I had that um, smart mix of paid, earned and owned channels all working for me at that time so that there was a real buzz around you only get to launch once or in my case yeah. twice. So, um, <laughs> so you've got to make hay while the sun shines. There was real momentum yeah. around that. Um, and so, yeah, as, as you mentioned in the intro, I ran um, a one-week teaser campaign leading, leading up to the flip um, mm -hmm. so that there was, like, suspense, but also so that people didn't wake up one day and go, hang on a second, what's this brand? I don't recognise any of these colours. I don't recognise any of this yeah. imagery. Am I in the right place? So I'd spent a week introducing people to the new colour palette and the new typography of Campaign Del Mar and the new tone of voice of Campaign Del Mar so that when I finally relaunched it, they were familiar with that. So it was, yeah. yeah. And I followed along and it was a lot of fun every day. You were really building anticipation. <laughs> I wanted to hop onto Instagram and see what's this next thing she's going to reveal. And you tell us a bit about the, the name and the, the vision behind Campaign Demar and, and the, the colour scheme and that beachy vibe, that retro vibe. Yeah, so... Um, I've always been very inspired by the French Riviera. Um, for me, it's those, you know, those vintage advertising posters like Campari mm -hmm. and Orangina. Um, you know, that's the golden age of advertising for me, that Mad Men era, because it was during those, that era, the 1960s, that we saw the birth of big ideas. The, you know, um, mm -hmm. the Think Small by Volkswagen, the um, Got Milk, um, campaign, the Diamond is Forever campaign. These were big mm, ideas. Yeah, that's one of my favourite, the De Beers Diamond is Forever campaigns. Yeah, and yeah. not this clickbaity kind of, you know, um, mm. like prey and spray and like itty-bitty ideas. Um, this was where like, you know, you would walk into a pitch meeting and you would pitch an idea that actually moved people and that would change minds mm. and changed how people felt about a brand and it was this huge overarching big idea so I'm all about the big idea because I'm a campaign marketer and so for me it's that Mad Men era so with IDLO we did have a bit of the French Riviera and 
you know, um, there was some ripples in the O of IDLO to be like the water. Um, so mm -hmm. very, very, still very inspired by that. I'm also Mediterranean. I'm um, the first generation in my family born in Australia um, for wow. hundreds and thousands of years. Um, before me, my family is all from Greece. Um, mm -hmm. I, Greek is my first language. Um, so I actually spoke Greek before I spoke English. It's why I'm so opinionated. I'm so fiery. <laughs> I'm so passionate. I'm so loud. I talk with my hands. Um, it's just a huge part of my DNA is being mm. uh, Greek. And then um, I really wanted... Um, the name to be a little bit descriptive just because IDLO being a made-up name, it was really confusing for people to know what is it about. Um, it's yeah, not obvious. What do you do? Yeah, it wasn't obvious that the stem of the word was idea. Um, so I loved the, yeah. um, the idea of putting campaign in the name. It is my um, mm. niche it is my point of difference um, there's Absolutely. so many marketers marketing strategists brand strategists mm. out there but not a lot of people that I've come across focus on integrated marketing campaigns and so I really wanted that up front so I needed something that was going to sound good with campaign and mm. um, um, so I did the process that I have done for the last two decades in terms of coming up with a brand name. This is a, a process that I've done for my clients to come up, help them with their brands or their sub brands. Um, and it's this, um, you take an A4 piece of paper and you roll it up into four quadrants um, and you have these four buckets and um, I have personality in one bucket. I have, um, the unique selling proposition or the, you know, the, the, the value in another bucket, um, then you have your product offering and then you have your, your customer in the fourth and just started to like brainstorm all these different words for each bucket and then tried sort of matching them up together to see what sounded good together and like, you know, went through this whole yeah. process and came up with a whole list of names. Campaign Smoothie was one of the contenders. <laughs> Which uh, which um which bucket was smoothie sitting in? Um, the um off, like actually surprisingly the offering. So a smoothie doesn't oh. have one ingredient. A smoothie uses uh. lots of ingredients. It uses yes. this mix. Um, mm -hmm. you know, a delicious smoothie doesn't just have banana in it. It has banana and honey and cinnamon. And <laughs> your marketing should have a mix of channels. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Camping <laughs> Brew was one of them. Um, and then um, I was sitting in the car out the front of tennis. I play tennis every Friday morning and I was listening to Sia. I love Sia. Uh, mm. She's one of my favourite artists. And I was listening to her lyrics and I was like, God, she's got good lyrics. I love her lyrics. Let me go into uh, Spotify and have a look, play some of her songs and see if I can get any inspiration from her lyrics. And I saw that she had a song named Delma. Um, uh -huh. And Del Delma means by the sea in Spanish. So it's got mm -hmm. the Mediterranean, it's got the sea. And then when I said, oh, campaign Delma, I'm like, that kind of rolls off the tongue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's got a good ring and to it. It's got a good ring to it. I grew up listening to Cafe Delma, so it had that nostalgic childhood 
um, mm -hmm. element to it, which I think is so important in your marketing. You know, a diamond is forever and yeah. um, got milk. A lot of those campaigns um, have nostalgia for people. And so I sat with it for um, a couple of weeks and then um, I got together with my brand designer. So I used Savile Row mm -hmm. and flipping amazing unbelievable like so so good but also incredibly professional to work with mm -hmm. and um I did my session with Rochelle from Savile Row and I um I went into that session with two names Campaign Del Mar and Growing Campaigns so like a little bit like Growing Pains Growing Campaigns yeah, and um, and I sort of I said to you know Rochelle, I need you. I've sort of taken it as far as I can from a brand strategy perspective, but now I need to see what you think from a, a visual um, led mm. perspective. And she was like, "We love campaigns, Elma. This is what we're going to do with it." And she really just ran with it from there. So, and did she build your website as well? No, uh, Yoda from mm. Ola Digital um, built the website. Mm. Um, uh, Savile Row provided the world's best style, a uh, brand style, a uh, brand guidelines I've ever yeah. seen. This document was epic, um, wow. and like I've I've been in marketing twenty years and I've worked with a lot of brand designers. I've never mm. seen a style guide like this before, um, and so I provided that to Yoda, and Yoda was able to um, to do the website from there. Awesome. Yeah. And what about your copy? Um, I did the copy mostly. You wrote the copy? Uh, yeah, mostly the yeah. copy um, was done by me and um, Emma Brini, who um, is in my team. Well, actually, mm -hmm. she's just left me to go and have a full time job with the Good Food and um, Good Food magazine. But anyway, I, I forgive her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good opportunity. Yeah, no, it's definitely so. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently that you look back on and think, oops, that was a little mistake or, I mean, from what the sounds of it, it sounds like it all just rolled out so smoothly because you were so well planned. No, honestly, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I think it went off really, really well. Um, what I did do, Michelle, that I think was probably the best bit was I'm not, very confident with technology when it comes to like domain switching and mm -hmm. redirecting emails and doing all of that. So I completely outsourced that to a developer in Singapore and um, gave him access to everything. And I just said, Colin, can you please just make this happen for me so that I don't have to worry about missing a beat? Because um, yeah, like I said, I literally had to change over the website, my email address, mm. send out an e-newsletter to my database, announcing the new name, um, yeah. changing over the social media platforms, and that all happened in two hours. So I had a checklist and I, was, and I, and I had a, okay, do this first, then do this, then do this, then mm. do this. So Colin just made sure that all of that was was seamless. It's really tricky when you change your name as opposed to just change your logo. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You're, the first, every... you're the first person I've spoken to in this series, yeah. number 11, first person who's actually changed the name. Changed the name. It's, it's big. Yeah. yeah. It's li literally every single document has to change. Mm -hmm. Like your yeah. privacy policy, you know, um, 
the I had to go into Stripe and change the business name in Stripe to then change the mm. name in my website. To, it's just it, like everything had to change. Yeah. There was, yeah. you know, nothing it's that pretty. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think wow. so. Wow. So, um, um, tell me what, what you've been offering under this new umbrella of Campaign Del Mar because I know about you offer some really cool programs, group programs, um, and you do a little bit of work one-on-one -on -one with clients still and you've got some programs coming up so what are they so um the signature program is the campaign classroom which is a six week mm -hmm. um course where you learn how to create an integrated marketing campaign i don't like the word course because really at the end of it mm -hmm. you have a campaign ready for launch for your brand so yeah. it's it's really a program and we offered that under idlo that was our signature program so definitely still offer that but now with Campaign Delmar, I do offer one-on-one -on -one consulting. Um, mm. And uh, so that's a, that's a new thing that I've been offering this year and it seems to be going really, really well. Um, it's a little bit different. Um, it's not done for you. It's done with you. Um, that's my entire philosophy. I like that phrase. That's a great yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. I'm really interested in people who want to learn and who want to mm. acquire those skills. I feel like um, campaign marketing is something that's going to serve you extremely well throughout your entire business journey. And so it's really important to acquire those skills. Um, so I don't go and do it for you. I like to do it with you. I'm, I take this hyper collaborative approach, which um, I really enjoy. And then um, most recently I started offering um, workshops in specific areas, um, which has really just come out of the campaign classroom. I had 15 students just recently compete, complete the campaign classroom and all 15 mm -hmm. of them said, I really need to level up my email marketing game. Email marketing is such mm -hmm. an important component of marketing campaigns. Um, it really is mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal for taking um, leads and turning them into customers. Social media conversion rates are shit, really, yeah. really shit. <laughs> um, and email marketing conversion rates are good. You know, yeah. I've, I've made $5,000 just in June from emails that I've sent. Wow. And so um, I'm running a three-hour live workshop um, which is nail your email marketing strategy. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the offering. I think I'm going to join that. Oh, yes, please. That would be yeah, lovely. I will. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> I'm, um, I'm one of those marketers who does my own marketing in a really shit way because I don't have time. <laughs> I'm too busy doing it for other clients and I just need something like a targeted course where I can sit and just go through and get some strategies and some templates and some things sorted out. So the email marketing sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't think you're doing a shit job. I think that oh. this series is awesome um, and I think it's been really, really great for your brand. Um, but yeah. I totally understand you cannot be objective about your own marketing. No. Just, no. just can't. No. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, I'll also tell you that you're doing a fantastic job too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and what I am doing next, although I've just said I don't have enough time to do my own marketing, but I'm going to start turning these interviews into podcasts. Oh, I found yay. a quick and easy way to do it because I know not everybody can spend the time watching. They might need to have it playing in the background while they're doing something else like cooking dinner for the kids or 
cleaning the house. Um, I think that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. I also feel like there's a lot of people lately who want to spend less time on Instagram. Um, mm. And um, having the podcast, I think, is a really great opportunity for them yeah. to just disconnect a little bit from the social noise. Yeah, I feel the same. There's a bit of a trend happening at the moment, I feel, where we're not all on socials as much as we used to be. And I don't know why, because we're locked down in Australia at least. Oh, I have some theories. I have some theories. Okay. I think, yeah, I think um, I think the gurus have a lot to answer for. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, my, you know, scale your business to seven figures and, you know, mm. um, I've fallen for it guilty. I've yeah. fucked out the thousands last year and I've learned my lesson. But now I keep getting fed their ads in my feeds. Yeah. Yeah, just the aggressive funnels <laughs> and the rags to riches narratives. And the. Yeah. I think no. people are just like, they make us feel bad about ourselves. Like, hang on, am I yeah. actually doing something wrong? Why, why yeah. aren't I making passive income? Why aren't yeah. I making money in my sleep? Why didn't my online course sell out? I was promised to. Um, yeah. So I feel like we're all getting a little bit over the gurus. I also don't, I think that there's a cohort of people who love reels that, you know, it's, they were made to create reels and they're having yes. such a good time with it. But then there's, I would like to call us the, the, the slightly older generation, the yeah. approaching 40 generation, yeah. where um, I'm happy to sing for my supper, but I'm not quite sure yeah, I dance for my supper. No, no. I don't <laughs> want to dance. And I used to be a professional dancer, if you can believe that. In my 20s, I was yes. a Latin dancer. Anyway, we, we're getting off topic. I think though, what we're, no, 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 but what we're saying now resonates with other people out there. I think if you want to keep it real in your marketing, people should join your Facebook group because that yes. is fabulous. You offer so much free advice there and you break down campaigns and you take the piss when it's required. And, <laughs> and remind Absolutely. me what it's called, your Facebook group? For the love of marketing. For the love of marketing, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that might be a nice little note to end on, Mia. Thank you so much for being my first guest for season two of We Rebranded. Yay. And I'm looking forward to following your journey and seeing how the brand evolves and where it goes. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great Aww. weekend, Michelle. You too, Mia. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.